Foundation Sunday. So I want to ask, especially the ladies or the men that are handy in the kitchen, um, if you can bring along just a plate of eats, then we'll have a bit of a shorter uh, meeting on Sunday and we'll just have some fellowship afterwards and, and join and uh, enjoy some eats together. So please, if you can, come and join us on Sunday, bring some eats and let's have some fun together. We just want to appreciate people for all the hard work that they've done throughout this year. So come along and be a blessing. You know, just look what happened this morning. It's funny, and, and I've mentioned this before, and I'm going to mention it again at this time of the year, um, where holidays and Christmas are just around the corner. We get to that point where we want to unwind, where this year has just been so hectic, and we, we want to sit down, we want to relax, we want to put our feet up. But I want to put out this warning there that at that time, don't think that you can put your feet up and relax when it comes to the things of God. Because the enemy does not sleep. He does not take a holiday. And I've noticed at times when I'm sitting and I'm doing nothing and, you know, just trying to relax and stuff, the enemy's quick to bring things across. Like you start seeing things on your cell phone, you'll, you'll start thinking thoughts that you shouldn't be thinking, and the enemy doesn't sleep. He doesn't take a break. So I want to put this warning out to you. During this time of Christmas, while you've got more time on your hands, spend it in the presence of God. Let God come and strengthen you. So that by the time 2020 starts, you are soaring on wings of eagles. You are ready to run. You are ready to, to go full steam ahead. Don't come back after your holiday. Burnt out, bankrupt, and backslidden. <laughs> come back full of the anointing of God. Come back ready for the year that lies ahead. Ready to run the race, to, to run it strong. Uh, it I want to say this, I don't want to come back in 2020 and, you know, like the... For those of you who are much older, you'll understand this. With the olden day cars, before they had a self-start, you used to have a crank handle. And you had to put the, get out of the car, take the crank handle, put it into the front of the motor, and turn the crank handle to get the car to start up. City base is not going to be like that in 2020. We're not going to have to crank you up and wind you up to get us going. We're going to come back ready to go. We're going to come back ready for the things of God. Revelations 2, verse 1 to 5. If you've got your Bibles, what's your journey? Revelations 2, verse 1 to 5. To the angel of the church in Ephesus, write, These are the words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand and walks among the seven golden lampstands. Now that seven golden lampstands, if you remember a few weeks ago when we were preaching about the temple, in the holy place there was the candle, well not the candlestick holder, it was the lamp. It had seven arms coming out of it 
and those um, seven lamps used to burn day and night in their temple. And the priest would have to come in and have to make sure that the well was full and he'd have to make sure that the wicks were trimmed. And so that's the, the golden lampstand that we're talking about here. It says, I know your deeds, your hard work and your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate wicked men, that you have tested those who claim to be apostles but are not and have found them false. You have persevered and have endured hardship for my name and have not grown weary. Yet, I hold this against you. You have forsaken your first love. Remember the heart from where you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come and remove the lampstand from its place. So if we go back to the time of the Bible, before electricity, the Israelites used to use these lamps and they used to use olive oil to burn in the lamps um, and then they'd have a cotton or linen wick that used to burn and uh, I just thought this was incredible it says olive oil has been used to keep flames burning for lights for thousands of years olive oil is 99% pure fuel it does not produce smoke or soot and does not burn if spilled. The key to keep olive oil burning is to keep the wick saturated at all times. And so here in the scripture you can see that Jesus is warning us. And this is a warning that goes out to all of us who are children of God. It's easy for us to lose our first love and like I warned us about this time of Christmas, while we're sitting and being idle, we can lose our first love. We can get so sidetracked that by the time we come back in 2020, we haven't spent time with the Lord. Our relationship with the Lord has grown cold. And there is no restoration that's taken place. We get so busy doing life that we neglect our time in the presence of God. And Jesus says that if this happens, we are in danger of losing our first love. And he says that he will come and remove the lampstand from us. And I believe that this lampstand that Jesus is speaking of represents the light of the Holy Spirit. The lampstand is symbolic of spiritual light shining out into a spiritually dark world. And as the Church of Jesus Christ we should be examples of holiness. Our light should shine bright so that the world will be drawn to us like a moth to a flame. In Leviticus 2, verse 1 and 2, when someone brings a grain offering to the Lord, his offering is to be of fine flour. He is to pour oil on it, put incense on it, and take it to Aaron. Uh, and take it to Aaron's sons, the priests. The priest shall take a handful of fine flour and oil together with the incense and burn this as a memorial portion on the altar, an offering made by fire and aroma pleasing to the Lord. Throughout the Bible where it speaks of oil, it's widely understood that the oil represents the Holy Spirit. 
And um, there's a few other scriptures that I just want to read. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, and liberty to those who are oppressed. Luke 4, verse 18. The Spirit of the Lord and the oil of the anointing are directly linked together. The two go together. It's not they are not separate. The oil of the anointing stands for a physical representation of Jesus being given the Spirit to perform these functions for God in His service to them. Acts 10 verse 38 reveals another aspect of the symbolic oil. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. And he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. Again, this reference is made to the anointing oil. When we pray for the sick, the Bible also says to us that we need to anoint them with oil. But this oil is not what heals the people. It's the Holy Spirit that heals the people. For those of you who have gotten wasted your money on buying so-called holy oil, I want to say to you, you've made a mistake. You've been deceived. Um, you've been lied to and you've wasted your money. The oil can do nothing. There is no such thing as holy oil. It is the Holy Spirit. He is the one who makes the difference. And just as I was preparing, I just, and that's why I call people up this morning, in your service to the Lord, if you have felt like, man, that's just, this thing has become a burden, it's not a joy anymore to serve the Lord. You're feeling like you're flat, you're running on empty. And I want to say to you that your oil of the anointing is running low. And you need a refill. And um, Zechariah 4 verse 2, he said, What do you see? I answered, I see a solid golden lampstand with a bowl at the top and seven lights on it, with seven channels to the lights. Also there are two olive trees by it, one on the right of the bowl and the other on the left. And you see these olive trees are providing oil for these lamps so that these lamps can remain burning and that they can burn bright so that it can produce light. And I believe that God is saying to us that He wants our lamps to burn bright. That He does not want our lights to go out. That He wants us to be full of the Holy Spirit. He wants us to be full of that oil of the anointing of God. So that when we go out into a dark world, we shine the light of Jesus, that people will be drawn to us. It is the Holy Spirit that gives us the strength and the power to accomplish whatever God has called us to do. You cannot do it in your own strength. And you cannot do it running on empty. It's the Holy Spirit that keeps the lamp of your life burning. If you're feeling weary and tired, if 
feel like you've got nothing left to give. You don't even feel like getting up in the morning and worshipping the Lord. I want to say that you are in danger of losing your first love and you are in danger of the Lord coming and removing the lampstand from you. In other words, you are in danger of losing the Holy Spirit. We cannot continue to run and run. We need the Holy Spirit to come and fill us up. As children of God, we need to be full. God's never said we must run on empty. He wants us to be full at all times. And I remember I've grown a little bit wiser in my old age, but I remember many times as a young man driving in my car and we doing a road trip. And you see that petrol gauge starting to go closer towards empty and you, you look at the petrol gauge and you see how many more kilometers you've got until the next filling station and you think, oh, I'm sure I can make it. And about halfway there you start realizing, you know what, maybe my calculations weren't so good. And I, I don't know if I'm actually going to make it to the petrol station. So what you start to do is you take your foot off the gas and you start driving very slowly to try and conserve petrol so that you can make it to the next petrol station. We were never meant to be like that. I don't remember this so much, but my sister told me that my mom was, she was one who always panicked when the car got to quarter, that was, for her that was on empty. Then she needed to find a petrol station and fill up. She couldn't, she started to worry and panic when it got to a quarter of the tank. And if we are in that place where our petrol gauge is starting to come close to empty, I want to say to you that's not where God intended us to be. God intended us as His children to run on full, on a full tank all the time. God's anointing does not run out. His resources are more than enough. So you never have to be worried that, hey, God, if I come to you, is there anything left for me? I'm going to say to you that God has more than enough. There is more than enough oil for you. The oil of the anointing of God. Jesus is not enough for you. You're going to dry up and you're going to burn out. And if you burn out as a child of God, you are no use to man or to beast. You know, when you came to Jesus and you accepted Him as your Lord and Savior, you started a new journey, a journey in the Spirit. And as Christians, we are to continue that journey in the Spirit. But what happens so many times to us is we start off in the spirit, but we end up in the flesh. And God never intended it to be that way. God wants us to continue in the spirit at all times. John 3 verse 6 says that flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. Galatians 5, 17, For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the, uh, the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other, so that they do not do what you want. See, there is a war going on. There is a battle that we are facing on a daily basis. 
story about the two dogs. Which dog will win? It's the one that you feed the most. And in our daily walk with the Lord and in this battle that we face, if you are not feeding the spirit man, the things of God, that spirit man is going to die. And the enemy is going to come in and he's going to have free reign over your life. Men and women of God, I want to say to you that as children of God, you have the authority of Jesus Christ to rise up. And when the enemy comes in, you have the right to stand up and to rebuke the enemy. I'm tired of us as children of God allowing ourselves to be beaten by the enemy. And he walks all over us. And he makes fools out of us. When Jesus has given us his anointing and his authority to stand up, and we can take the authority Jesus has given us and we can say to the enemy, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. And the Bible says that when we rebuke him, he has to flee from us. But we become lazy as children of God. I want to stir you up this morning. We are in the army of God. And there are no lazy soldiers in the army of God. All of us are called to the front line and we are called to fight this battle. And we can't do it in our own strength, only through the anointing of God. So if you're running on empty, it's because you have gone back into the flesh. Go back to being in the spirit. Go back to being in the presence of God. Get back into his word. Start finding out who you are in Christ Jesus. Start telling the devil what his future is like instead of listening to him about what your future is going to be like. Isaiah 40 verse 31 says, But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength they will soar on wings as eagles. They will run and grow weary. They will walk and will not faint. It's being in the presence of God that He comes and He strengthens us. That we get to that place where we can soar on wings of eagles. We can run and not grow weary. We can walk and not faint. See, when the enemy comes, and our lamps start running on empty, we lose all hope. Our faith goes out the window, we start doubting the things of God, we start doubting who He is, we start doubting that He cannot heal, that He cannot set free, that He cannot deliver. But when we are running on full, He cannot come and watch us, He cannot deceive us, because we have the Word of God inside of us. And I was just thinking of, in, in Psalm 133, verse 2, that is like precious oil poured on the head, running down on the beard of Aaron. Sorry, running down on Aaron's beard, down upon the collar of his robe. And I was just thinking, wouldn't it be like this morning, just so incredible, as we were singing in the, just like that illustration that your mate brought of the rain falling down and how it got heavier and heavier. How incredible it would be for us to have the anointing of God on us. That like with this uh, 
story of Aaron where that oil was dripping off of him. That, that we are so saturated with the anointing of God that the anointing oil is dripping off us. That we are shining so brightly that people see us coming from a long way away. And they say, there comes a child of God. Before we've even opened our mouths, because they can see there's something inside of us. They see that light of God burning brightly inside of us. And this is what God desires for us. There's a story in the Bible in Matthew, uh, Matthew 25. And uh, yeah, you can open up there again and we're going to read quite a few verses. Matthew 25, reading from verse 1. It said, At that time the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five of them were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them. The wise, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was the long time in coming. And they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight the cry rang out, Here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. And all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some oil, our lamps are going out. No, they replied, There may not be enough for both of us. And, sorry, there may not be enough for both us and you. Instead, go to those who sell and buy some for yourselves. But while they were on their way to our well, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the bidding, to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later the others also came. Sir, sir, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, I tell you the truth, I don't know you. Therefore keep watch, because you do not know the day or the hour. We cannot be foolish without oil. We cannot be foolish with the things of the Holy Spirit. And if you are in a place where you have become indifferent towards the things of God, where you have lost your first love, where you are not putting your hope and your faith and your trust in God any longer, I want to say to you that you are in a dangerous place. Jesus is saying that if you do not return to your first love, that you are in danger of Him coming and removing His land from you. And I don't know about you, but I don't want Jesus to come and remove the Holy Spirit from me. I want more of the Holy Spirit. And that's been basically our theme throughout this whole year, more of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And we need it. To be more than conquerors, to be victorious, to keep on going in the things of God. We need more of the oil of the anointing of God upon our lives. So church, I want to encourage you over this Christmas season. Spend time in the presence of God. Let that anointing oil run down over your head, over your faces, over your body. Like I said, God's reserves don't run dry. Build up your reserves, fill up your tank, so that in 2020 you can continue to run strong. But you do not get left on the wayside. 
And then God doesn't come and remove his lampstand from him. That's why I pray for us for 2020 that we are full of the anointing of God. That when people come to us, all they're going to get is the anointing. They're not going to get our, our worldly wisdom. They're not going to get our bad attitudes. They're not going to get our grumpy faces. They're going to get the anointing of God. And it is going to change their lives. So let's be full of the anointing. And that's why I want you to pray for us this morning. Because I believe the enemy has come and he has stolen so much from us this year in many areas of our lives. But Jesus is saying, it's time to take up your authority and walk in the anointing of God once again. Can we pray? Father, for each and every one of us in this room, I pray that we will not lose our first love for you. Lord, that is of utmost importance that we continue following hard after you, that we continue to love you with everything that we have. And Lord, this morning, if we have lost our first love, we come and we repent, Jesus. You said we need to repent. And we repent, Father, and we turn back to you. And we want to do those things that we were doing at first. Because we don't want you to come and remove your Holy Spirit from us. Like David cried, take not your Holy Spirit from me, but restore to me the joy of my salvation. Father, I pray for those who are being on their, on their place of running on empty, that you restore to them the joy of their salvation. That they become excited about you once again, Jesus. And that their lives revolve around you. Father, I pray for just a, a new infilling of your Holy Spirit. Right now, in the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, come and fill us up to overflowing. We ask this in your name, Jesus. If after this meeting you still need prayer, you want people just to stand in agreement with you. There'll be people up here in front who will pray with you. And also, if you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you're not even going to understand what we are talking about here. But you will have experienced a little bit of it this morning during the songs. You may be saying in your heart, but how do I come to know Jesus? How do I let Jesus have rule and reign and leadership in my life? And if that's you, then come and speak to me after the meeting as well, to one of the other leaders. And we'd love to just show you what it means to be a child of God, how you become a child of God. But don't leave here with the baggage that you came in with. Leave it at the foot of the cross. Father, I pray for your blessing upon these people. Father, let us be a light that shines in this dark world. We don't want to be part of this world. You've called us to come out of the world, to be separated from this world. And Lord, we want to shine our light brightly for you. We ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen.